0: Welcome to the Damn Good Marketing Podcast.
1: And welcome to Small Talk with Raincraft. What's happening here? Who are you?
0: And who am I? I think the poor audience are so confused. Guys, we're giving you two podcasts in the same duration as listening to one.
1: As some of you may know, our podcast journey is very closely intertwined. Hasita runs the Damn Good Marketing Podcast where
0: I am the co-host. And Subha runs Small Talk with Raincraft, and she's been doing it for about four years now, where I am the co-host.
1: So today we thought, I mean, why does only Shonda Rhimes get to do this? We'll do a crossover.
0: And therefore, Grace Anatomy and Season 19 have influenced us to do this crossover. Yes, it does feel like a big deal in our heads. (laughs)
1: So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of y'all. This is our little gift. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on this ride with us. Asita, I got your very gentle reminder that you're going on a Christmas break. So I'm sure you have a lot of things planned. What are you up to?
0: Uh, To be honest, I think this time, Subha, it's not travel plans. It's not, you know, exciting plans in that sense. But I am excited because most of my plans involve uh, binge watching content on several OTT platforms. And before you ask, yes, I am a bit of a binge watcher, uh, especially when celebrities... Who we've kind of placed on a pedestal all this time are coming down to earth in some ways and telling their story, and they're promising, "Hey, this is my true story." I think uh, to me that sounds a lot more exciting than uh, any trip that I can take.
1: Oh, that's saying a lot, but it's true. There's like a explosion of storytelling, right? There's an explosion of uh, a lot of people kind of finding their voice uh, and thinking about telling their version of the truth i mean some choose to call it the truth but it's still their version of the truth uh, and yeah. i think it's important it's um to give us as an audience as someone who's you know maybe supported them been their fan give us a, a more genuine and honest glimpse of their lives i, I get it it's still like you know scripted it's still an airbrushed
0: extent. glimpse but like You know, at least you're hearing it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Like we've had so many instances. I mean, Harry and Meghan on Netflix is apparently the most watched docu-series on Netflix in its first week. And I can totally see why. I mean, uh, truth bombs are being dropped left, right and center. It's only that they haven't taken names. Otherwise, everything is out in the open. Uh, And which I I mean, I have so many thoughts on Harry and Meghan, but also, uh, you know, um, but also Malaika Aurora has her own show and I never thought I would, you know, quite enjoy maybe watching her true story. Like I'm barely 20 minutes in and I get the sense that there's something there that's worth paying attention to.
1: Yeah, I think we all see initially just what um, their work you know, their body of work shows us. So we see her as uh, an item number dancer. And we see her on top of the train in Chaya Chaya. And that's, that's pretty much all that she is. But uh, to get there to get to the point where you get opportunities like that, or what really do they make of opportunities like that? And how does life go on after it? And maybe the next such train ride comes after a long time. So how are they managing it? All of that is I don't know, like sometimes are we like peeping through the window? It feels a little, uh, what am I up to?
0: But honestly, I think if we we really are peeping through the window, then the window is becoming larger by the day, right? First, we had the editorials and the Femina magazines and the, you know, Harper's Bazaar and the Vogue's of the world. Uh, Now, with the advent of social media, we get a little more of an insight into who they are and how they do it, uh, which is to live their extremely public lives. Uh, some people, I think, have learned how to use social media very well uh, to great effect. I would say uh, Samantha Ruth Prabhu, the South Indian actress, mm-hmm. is a great example of someone who's maintained some semblance of authenticity through the whole uh, trials and tribulations of the last couple of years, even while she was so actively there on social media. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, but then I think the next wave of content creation, and we are also a part of it in some ways, is the whole audio, video, media uh, you know of sharing things of you know giving you more nuanced perspectives and what i notice is that with the advent of ott platforms it's become that much easier right yeah. like a z as a tv network may not be able to produce a show that five as an ott platform can still have the leverage to put out there so the way we tell stories is changing so foundationally i think
1: oh so so true and it's interesting that around the same time i'm speaking to quite a few business leaders um, business leaders senior managers founders who are also grappling with how do I tell my story because Mm -hmm. it has become kind of an environment where the story is more and more coming to center stage and it's becoming important so they're asking that I've done all the hard work I've done the grunt work now how do I make sure that kind of my version of the story is out there and it is able to attract the audience that I want, the investor that I want, the kind of talent that I want on board. Uh, And also, how do I use it within the organization that I'm in, right? How do I kind of climb that proverbial ladder by making, by taking advantage? Of Of the of the, like I'm not telling enough stories. Like more than one person has told me in the last uh, couple of weeks that I'm not telling my story, and hence someone in the organization who is determining whether I move up or down or sideways doesn't really know who I am and what all has gone through, uh, you know bringing me to where I am today,
0: yeah. And honestly, it's true of the world outside as well. I mean, as a marketing consultant, uh, I've begun to notice that personal brands, if I could call it that, is really the last stand that you can take in a world that's just increasingly becoming crowded on so many different levels, who you are and how you share that with, again, you know, those stakeholders that matter the most to business. In my context, I've mostly seen customers or investors, right? So it's mm. one of the two or I mean, both in some instances, and it's not Completely untrue to say that a lot of these transactions, a lot of these sales, a lot of these pitches happen in the context of what is the most outrageous story that you can tell and whether you have the gumption to back it up in some ways. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. we've seen this. We've seen this with, I mean, to take a slightly negative example of you know how story oversheets any day, right? Like no one is reading an Excel sheet, but they're listening to you know your pitch. Elizabeth Holmes is such a brilliant example of how you can actually sell something that doesn't exist simply by the power of continuing to tell a strong utopian story, right? And I'm sure she's just one among many, right?
1: So true. And I think as a coach, I am hearing more and more that unless I learn how to tell my story, I think I will get, you know, left behind. I think uh, you know that the competition today is not just kind of your immediate peers, right? There are there's a lot of young blood joining the organization. They know how to tell their story a lot more, right? They've grown up with social media. They've grown up with you know, yeah, knowing how to craft that LinkedIn post or uh, knowing how to really tom tom a bit in a good way, you know, not not yeah not, yeah not bragging or boasting but just genuinely saying hey this is this happened and this is what i think about it and that's little bit of the secret sauce right a lot of us uh, the storytelling comes second and first is having that point of view Mm -hmm. having that nuanced kind of understanding of a subject or at least be willing to explore a subject and then having your point of view and with that point of view, you want to tell a story that, hey, this is what I think right. or this is what I believe, right? The story doesn't come out of thin air. The story is not the, you know,
0: just a headline. It, it has to have substance. Oh, and you know, the funny thing is a lot of people actually have enough to tell stories around. That's what I've realized. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the founder of a manufacturing company is actually an avid skier and has played cricket at the state level, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Third generation successor in a, you know, import export business is actually one of the most brilliant wildlife photographers I've met in my life, right? So I think we are all already in charge and, you know, we have the ability, rather, Mm -hmm. I would say, it's just that sometimes, especially as we try to do work, you know, in the context of, hey, we say, you if you don't put yourself out there, then who will? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, me saying, you know, maybe I'll put in a PR piece for you once or twice or thrice. But beyond that, it's really on you to continue to tell that story. But I think I see now why a lot of people struggle with actually doing it. Right. You may take the first step, you may take the second step, but then you kind of shy away. Because probably what you said, Subha, is true for a lot of us that A, sometimes we don't recognize that we are in charge or we are in possession Mm -hmm. of all of these stories. And B, then comes the next question, how do I tell it? Right. I've never done it before. I've never kind of put myself out there. I've just been the quiet person in the room going about my things. Things get done. Things get done better than they were supposed to. Uh, Beyond that, I don't really, you know, uh, put in some kind of additional effort into going and telling four people, hey, by the way, did you know I did this? And also, maybe I come from a a time or a period in the workplace that tells me that doing that is wrong. Right. Like, do you want to be seen as somebody who's, you know, Trying to get a promotion actively, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know there are less pleasant ways of saying that, and I'm trying not to say that on the podcast. Yeah. But essentially, we've all been accused of, you know, advertising ourselves, if I could call it that. Yeah. So how do we break some of these mental patterns, or I don't know, maybe break is a very strong word, but how do we get over some of these limitations that we've imposed on ourselves, and uh, where do we find in ourselves the ability to tell that story, really?
1: Mm. I think first is just to remind yourself, because if you are at a stage where you're thinking about how do I tell my story, then my sense is you've already done or are continuously doing the groundwork, right? You're continuing to be good at what you do. You're continuing to build that brand or that business or that team. uh, And the work is happening, right? So It's not that you have come suddenly to say, I want to tell a story and there is nothing to back it up. So one, remind yourself of what that foundation is, right? Yeah. Um, Many of us have to actually sit down, maybe just list out the 20, 30 things that you've done over the last five, six years. Mm -hmm. What's that common thread? What is emerging? what is the pattern that uh, is actually sitting right in front of me, but I I didn't realize, right? That I've kind of converted so many, um, you know, difficult customers into long-term customers. Or uh, I have been the one who's gone into business after business or vertical after vertical and been the turnaround person, right? And they've been Mm -hmm. putting me in that. I saw it as, oh God, why are you moving me from this unit to that? But they moved me there because you know, the unit two was in trouble and I was the one who could go and resurrect yeah, yeah. it. Right. But all of these threads, you will sometimes we just don't see it because we're so busy moving on to the next one. So first
0: you really do have to take stock. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And as I think about taking stock, I think and this is something that we tell a lot of folk uh, that we work with. It's not so important that you have it in a journal format or it's not so important that you've kind of, you know, uh, documented it somewhere. It just sometimes simply comes down to that shift in perspective itself of saying, you know, whether it's me or whether it's my company. And in some cases, both are interchangeable, especially if you're a small business, uh, the why just needs to be consistent throughout. Right. And we've seen that with brands like Slurp Farm and Mama Earth, where the founders have kind of understood and accepted that the company is born because I faced this problem and therefore I solved it in this manner. And that's going to be the value in on which the brand is built. Like Mama Earth, for example, I think both uh, co-founders have spoken extensively about a child with sensitive skin and they were unable to find products to match that requirement in India. So they said, why don't we start a line of our own? And I can personally vouch for the fact that they are brilliant products, right? Mm-hmm. Because somewhere that faith in the product has translated from that story. And the mm-hmm. other example that comes to me is one uh, of a brand called Cosmics, wherein mm-hmm. uh, the founder, Vibha Harish, she kind of came out and said, hey, we've changed the composition of some of our products. Because I always thought that if it was a good product, it didn't matter how it tasted, people would continue to use it. But I've been taught that habits can only be formed by the taking the path of least resistance. And that's why some of our powders are going to taste a little nicer. We are still, you know, keeping our promise of zero additives. We are not going to add sugar. We are not going to add things that will make it taste good artificially. But it is a problem that I've kind of, you know, paid attention to and solved. And somewhere I find that these stories uh, are rooted in reality right it's not so much that hey i you know used to write since the age of 10 perhaps which is true in my case i mean my first published essay was at that point in time but what have i done with that right so the real story i think for me is that i got published and then my dad paid me my first paycheck for that story mm-hmm. right and that showed me that hey i could make money writing and I think some ways the rest is a small, tiny portion of my personal history. So, so yeah, to be rooted in truth, I think makes a lot of difference.
1: Yeah. And we all have these stories. We just, um, you know, we're so busy in a way creating the next one or being part of the next one that we forget what's actually brought us here and what what can we tell and what can we take away from it, right? And once yeah. you find that thread, um it's about putting it out there authentically in whatever medium you're comfortable with. I mean, not everybody has to start a podcast or do a a vlog and really be out there. It's about in your organization, in in meetings, in gatherings, in conversations with your teams or in small groups over uh, at the canteen, right? Um, How are you able to inspire someone else sitting next to you or how are you able to share your achievements in a meaningful way um, keeping in mind who they are and what context is theirs also yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Right? That, that you don't want to be that boring boss that's forever just you know narrating story, story. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and it can never begin with hey by the way I have a story to tell like it doesn't work like that right like it's so contextual yeah
1: yeah but uh, I think this is a skill which we know that uh, for the last few years, at least since more media channels and avenues of expressing yourself have opened up, uh, storytelling is a very, it is is also like a business, right? There are folks teaching yeah. you how to storytell. And, uh, you know, don't shy away from it. Storytelling is one, it's not just about um, speaking well or uh, you know, having all these exciting incidents in your life, like in an organization context, looking at a lot of the data and really being able to say, okay, what is emerging from this? Painting that picture is a huge skill, right? Yeah. Um, You know, last week I was in a conversation with an executive and her manager and the feedback that she got was that, you know, At some point, the data is just getting dumped on me Mm. for me to make do, you know, what I want with it. But the expectation is that you're able to paint the picture that you want me to see. What are you convinced about in this data? What is it screaming out to you? And hence, you want me to see it, right? And those are very, very important skills in the workplace today. One, not just to stand out, but also to get things done to influence people to make them believe in what you are saying and how you believe what you think the next step or next course of action for the business needs to be
0: True, and i think also in the marketing context sometimes the whole skill of storytelling has been hyped up to such an extent that mm-hmm. we've begun to feel like it's the domain of the few like only some people can go out there and tell a good story and the rest of us are just doomed to absolute nothing mm-hmm. less Sometimes it all exists on a spectrum, right? And because we've made it up to be this huge thing which needs a coach and a guru and a this Mm. and a that, we forget that we are all products of stories. The earliest human beings bonded around a campfire by telling each other stories. Uh, A lot of the texts that we've read and grown up on are stories. You know, the authors that we admire, they've all started somewhere telling a story. In fact, uh, about Harry Potter, there's an extremely well-known example. uh, But I thought I should call out the fact that J.K. Rowling was rejected innumerable times before (laughs) Bloomsbury decided to publish her first Harry Potter book, right? So it's not so much that we don't have it. Sometimes we have to have some faith in it. Uh, and the three pillars of storytelling, which is context, setting, and mic-, mic drop, so to speak, they will always remain the same, right? And if you notice some of Barack Obama's speeches, you'll see that, right? He's got this way, even if he says only two sentences, you'll see the context, you'll see the setting in which it happens, and you'll see the mic drop moment happen. So, there are ways to learn it, I think, in ways that we like. Uh, for me, one great way to learn and sometimes be inspired is to just be out there in the world and talk to some people whom I probably like. The other day, I was in Pondi and I offered a 500 rupee note uh, to a tea seller in the morning, feeling all embarrassed. But uh, he kind of uh, had changed for it. And that was quite surprising because I had not expected my world is one where you pay the tea seller as much as he's due. Right. So, these are. You know places from which you can obviously draw inspiration, and yeah. I'm sure it's different for different people, right? So where do you find your stories from?
1: Yeah, and I think the bar, and I think you mentioned Barack Obama, and what I always take away from whatever he says, small or big, right? Don't forget that dash of humor, right? Make it yeah. <laughs> exciting, fun, memorable for the person listening to you, right? Um, no matter what he says, and especially in his more informal appearances and you know talk shows and etc., there is such great sense of the fact that I need to tell the story, but I need to tell it in a way that it sticks, right? Yeah. And so there's that perfect little dash of humor. So uh, I mean, humor doesn't come naturally to all of us, but if you just start enjoying the story that you're telling. Yeah, It'll come yeah back much more easily right the, the smile will come on your face and then uh, a little kind of joke that you can tell about it or you how you can make it a little um, exciting and interesting and uh, spicy Ooh. for your audience I think that in a lot of in the corporate context a lot of I mean it, it really folks could just lighten up a little bit I think
0: I agree. In fact, just I think uh, the next corporate outing should be to a stand-up comedy show. Then I think it's probably going to help to some extent because these are the creative outlets from which you kind of pick up uh, Tanmay Bhat, who happens to be my neighbor now, apparently. Uh, Maybe I'll see him on one of my walks if I walk. Uh, He kind of uh, put a post out on LinkedIn saying, hey, we're looking for a podcast production uh, intern to work with us because I'm building XYZ. And then someone commented underneath saying, uh, firstly, with you don't have a strong idea. Uh, and that's where you will. So he was trying to diagnose the problem a little bit. And Tanmay responded to that and said, thank you for not applying. And I thought that was just, <laughs> such a brilliant. <laughs> it's so Tanmay, right? He is yeah. the kind of guy, he will laugh at other people's expense and he'll laugh at his own expense as well. Yeah just that little I think dash of authenticity sometimes in terms of yeah. what you're cracking jokes on also yeah. matters a lot yeah. yeah so on that
1: note let's head into 2023 with a little bit of a smile on our face and little laughter and giggles and a lot of gratitude to all our listeners for both so the Damn Good Marketing Podcast and Small Talk with Raincraft. So glad that you're tuning in, you're writing in, telling us that you heard what we had to say and you're leaving reviews and really, really thank you. It means a lot.
0: That's been the best bit about this entire journey, I think. Just hearing back from folks uh, that it helped or, you know, hey, this is where I have a problem. I'm completely okay with that. Hey, this is my bone to pick with you. Because at least it means that we've thought of something and I think we've made someone else think on on that account. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's crossover episode between the Damn Good Marketing Podcast and Small Talk with Raincraft. And we will see you in the new year. We've already got a hugely amazing lineup, at least in our heads. By the way, that's the last pillar of storytelling, guys. If you don't treat it as larger than life, then who will, right? So exactly. make sure that you make it big and we are making it big this year. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Happy New Year. And thanks, Chandra Rhymes, for the idea. Bye. <laughs>